Hey, what's up? Good morning, everyone from Las Vegas. We are here bright and early, and today we're going to talk about the importance of a 1031 exchange. And we're super, super lucky to have such such a knowledgeable person here. Uh, I want to welcome the Vice President of IPX 1031, Sarah Remley. Good morning. Good morning, Nate. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. You know, we like to get these knocked out bright and early in the morning because, you know, we have the rest of our day going on, right? Exactly. Um, so thank you so much for being here. I know we had a brief conversation before coming on and we were talking about generational wealth and things like that. And I think it's really important to educate the public, especially first time investors that maybe have one rental home or even two or, or whatnot about the importance of a 1031. And most millionaires that are kajillionaires use a 1031 all the time. So I really appreciate you being here. It's a really important segment and let's get started. Absolutely, let's go. So how long have you been in the business? Well, I started doing vacation rentals in my 20s, um, just kind of fell into it and just absolutely fell in love with everything real estate and it became my passion in every way. That's awesome. I think I think real estate is such a great avenue for anyone to just you know start to build that general that generational wealth and get out of that nine to five and really you know explore different options to pull different revenue. So, can you explain to those that don't know what a ten thirty one exchange actually is? Absolutely. So, so in a nutshell, a ten thirty one exchange allows an investor to reinvest all of their equity when they sell a piece of investment property and they're reinvesting in another piece of investment property. And when you're able to reinvest all of your equity, not just your after-tax equity, that also adds a lot of power to those transactions. So one thing I learned, I remember being in a CE class and what, and this, this wasn't even a question, but I just thought about it. What happens to the money, let's say you make $200,000 as equity revenue from the sale of a property. Mm -hmm. Let's say you only spend 180. What's the remaining amount called? It's called boot. A boot, yes, yes. good. A lot of people don't know that and I learned that early in my career. So from my understanding, you don't get taxed on what you, what you exchange, but you will get taxed on on the boot, on right. The boot. So that's, that would be a partial exchange in that example. So maybe someone bought down in value mm. um, or they did retain cash. Um, they're still getting the benefit of the majority of the taxation being deferred. And then they would have a tax liability just on that buy down or the cash that's retained as boot. And why is it important to use a 1031? I know you just explained what it was but explain the importance because I think a 1031 exchange is extremely important. I agree with you, Nate. I have a real passion for 1031s because it's the essence of building wealth. If I'm able to hold on to all of my equity and reinvest it and leverage that over and over, that's power. That's buying power. It allows me to diversify my investments. Maybe that equity allows me to sell one and buy two, so I'm leveraging again. But it's that power of that reinvestment over and over. So full disclosure, we are not accountants. Nope. We are not CPAs. Nope. We are giving our opinion yes. on our knowledge of me being a real estate agent, her working as a 1031 representative. So want to be very clear with that. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's really important. I think a lot of people don't know that you know if it's your primary residence. From our understanding, uh, from my understanding, you don't. If you're single, you don't get taxed up to 250. If you're married, you don't get taxed up to 500. But what if it's not your primary and you're selling a rental property? or something along those lines, you know, you have to be careful, right? You just put it in your pocket and then taxes come around the next year and then all of a sudden you already spent it on a boat or a trip and it's gone and now you're on a payment program for five years, right? <laughs> exactly. So I think it's really important that if people knew and it's it's so cost effective to do a 1031, right? It's not like it's costing you tens of thousands of dollars, right? So it's gonna save you tens of thousands of dollars. Absolutely, it's a minimal expense to do a 1031 exchange. And we talk about the sale of investment property. It's not just the capital gains tax. It's that depreciation recapture, it's the state tax, it's perhaps the net investment income tax depending on your client's tax bracket. So there's layers of taxation that affect that equity when we're talking about that investment property sale. So, so yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. So one question that I've gotten from a few investors is, can you sell a residential property and use a 1031 to invest into another type of real estate, like commercial or land or even a construction loan? This is probably my favorite 1031 question. And I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said I answered this question every single day. So we all hear the term like kind in the industry. And with 1031s, like kind refers to all real property for all real property. So absolutely, that definition is very broad. You can sell single family residential, buy land, buy commercial, buy a duplex. Um, you know, it's a very broad definition there. And I think the important point of that is that you can sell land, you can buy an income producing property, you can diversify into multiple types, which is very powerful. Is there a possibility to convert or uh, exchange from one type of real estate to a construction loan? because there is time limits on when you have to identify and when you have to close. Absolutely. So, so there's a, a structure called a build to suit exchange where your client can, let's say they've got a little rental on the corner, they can sell that rental. Um, it's, it's a very complex structure. This is a broad brush explanation um, where they can actually build improvements on land. Now we're gonna have to take title using a special purpose entity, um, but they can actually build improvements within that 180 days that would equal the value of the exchange or a partial so I would say we can only build a casino in six months in Las Vegas not I was, was, was going to say but still six months is a long time yeah. you can get uh, I mean, you, you could literally build a whole house in six months yeah if you're able to complete the construction absolutely so that's awesome yeah. um, so again full disclosure we're not CPAs or tax accountants but can you touch on the benefits from what you know um, on avoiding capital gains tax when using a 1031? Well, I think it goes back to that essence of generational wealth, leveraging that equity that you've worked so hard to build in that piece of real estate, the advantages of holding on to equity can be multifold, right? And maybe that excellent strategy isn't, um, you know, passing real estate on to my heirs versus my exit strategy might be a future dream home for myself. So regardless of what my long-term goal is, the power of holding on to my equity um, and deferring my capital 
capital gain can be um, diversified. Deferring capital gains is the most political way to say it, right? Because and, and that's what it is, yeah. Un- unless you decide just to hold on to that property for for life and just pass it on, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a constant um, exchange, exchange, exchange. You're deferring gain, deferring gain, deferring gain. Uh, There are different exit strategies. Um, One of the most popular when we talk about generational wealth is that the real estate that you're building in that portfolio, you're passing on to your heirs with a step up in basis. And that's that foundation of generational wealth that we talk about. So I think what a lot of people don't know is, you know, you have these big guys like um, Manny Koshman or Grant Cardone or whoever you see that's all over now pitching their buy my real estate programs. But what they do is, is they started with a, a million dollar property. You know, they were able to get it. They were able to um, fix the deferred maintenance, get it leased up, sell it for three million, take that money. Now they have more money to leverage, right. which gives them more power to buy a $6 million property and so on and so on and flip it into other properties. But as long as you continue to flip into another property, you're not, you're deferring the capital gains tax, but then they're also, but the good thing is that they're pulling passive income from the rents every, every, every month. Yeah. And that's how they make their money. And I think that's what people don't understand is you're not going to get, as long as you use a 1031, if you don't use a 1031, you're screwed unless there's another way that we don't know about. But uh, consult your accountant. But um, it's really important that, you know, you're you're able to not pay the taxes on that, you know, and then there's depreciation and, you know, there's improvements you can write off and there's this whole other thing. But so this is really important for people that are thinking about investing and everybody that watches TV and says, wow, I want to buy one and I want to get another one and blah, blah, blah. Great. Do that. But no, you can you can save yourself a lot of um, taxes, and you know this is a huge learning curve cut right now to avoid that and yeah. be able to keep growing and growing and growing until you get to the 10 million, 20 million, 40 million range, and now you're just in a different realm. Because if I'm a seller and I need to sell, because that's what all investors do is they they look for somebody that needs to sell, and now with retail and office being at such a low. Uh, importance or demand, right. right? Because everybody shops online now, so retail centers are like out. Well, a lot of them, office buildings, everybody's working from home. Right. So I've seen some office buildings where you could literally pick it up for less than the value of the land. And I would, if I, you know, I would jump on those, if I had that type of money, I would jump on those, do a repurpose, work with the city, do like a, a mixed use overlay, not changing the zoning of, of the area or the or the actual building, but doing a mixed use overlay would allow you to give you like a variance for that. Anyways, that's a whole nother story. So um, I love that kind of brainstorming though. But but you know that's that's the essence when we talk about the power of holding on to um, the taxation and being able to reinvest all the equity. My mind immediately goes to diversification, yeah. right? If I'm holding on to my equity, I'm going to sell that one little property and I'm going to buy two or three. Right. right? I'm going to put my equity to work. Right. So do you have a, a crazy story that you can that you can tell us? Obviously you can't use exact names or anything like that, but 
you know, I don't know, is there a crazy story in the 1031 world? <laughs> we have all kinds of crazy stories in the 1031 world. You know, I think the last couple of years we've seen such... Um, I mean, it's been a whirlwind in real estate. You know, when we talk about leveraging and that power, um, I've seen some transactions that have been just tremendous from selling one commercial property to buying 30 wow. single family residential homes, you know, which is when we talk about the power, right, Why? of diversification either way. Why would you go opposite? If it was me, right. I, that's completely opposite. Why would you want to deal with 30 residential people when you can deal with one commercial building? Oh, my God. I agree with you. That's May. so and, backwards. And generally, absolutely. And and the path that I've seen in my experience is the opposite of that, right? Going from residential and maybe I build that little portfolio into that commercial world. But we have to remember that rentals in the Sun Belt are very, you know, that market is very strong right now. So I'm not sure, but that individual had a separate goal. But well, I get it. Let me give you guys some advice. And I'm not, you know, a multi Jillionaire, but I, I do okay. Um, you want to go the opposite way. You want to go residential to commercial. And here's why. Because first of all, going residential, it's such slim margins yeah. because everybody and their mom is out there trying to get a residential property because that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what everybody's doing. No, you want to get to the point where you're able to go to a commercial property. It's less, it's less, um, less, I want to say complicated, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Less people trying to get it, less competition. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's yes. so early. It's <laughs> less competition. The margins are better, right? And you're able to only, when you deal with commercial tenants, it's just better. You, you If you have Absolutely. five or six tenants in one building, you only have to deal with one building. Yeah. If you have five or six different properties, you're dealing with five or six different sewers, five or six different HOAs, five or six different, yeah. don't do it. Go the opposite. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Go the opposite. You are not supposed to go from down. Whoever gave that guy advice, he needs to recheck his circle of his sphere of influence. I would agree with you, Nate. That's what's so crazy about a transaction like that to me because it is the opposite. And it's the opposite of how a lot of investors think because you're right. It's that I have one or two little rentals and a couple of years down the line, I never want to deal with a tenant again. You know, and you go to that more sophisticated level of tenant and relationship and how property is managed. But Everybody has different goals. So I have this lady who's, who's apparently, I, I can't say names obviously, but she inherited whatever. She has like a hundred and whatever homes throughout the country. And I said, wow. you need to sell those hundred and buy a huge retail center or two or commercial or industrial. Everything now is warehouse, right? Everybody shops yeah. online, yeah. buy warehouse. Somebody's going to lease out the warehouse. Uh, I have another client, all he does is buy industrial land, and before he closes, he's he's got somebody already ready to lease the uh, land, just raw land, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you, you want to go from residential to commercial, yeah. or even land, you know, because if it's industrial land, you can, you can lease it out. I would agree with you. Consolidate all those residentials into larger commercial. A lot less overhead. Yes. Um, so this question is really easy and simple, but I'm going to ask it because I have another client who wanted to sell all his land and buy agricultural land in Mexico and just, you know, grow food. And I was like, that's a great idea. 
unfortunately, can you do a 1031 exchange internationally? No. Yes. So it's within the United States. It does include Guam and the U.S. Virgin Islands. I had a client buy a beautiful home in the Virgin Islands a few years ago. But no, there are no international exchanges. Which sucks. Maybe we could change that one day. Um, you international know, tax law is a little more complicated. It is different, yes. right? <laughs> so we touched on this earlier. Can you touch on the fact that so many, so many millionaires use a 1031 exchange? Um, and then are able to pull passive income. I know I know we touched on it earlier, but can you touch on that just a little bit more? Sure. I mean, I think what excites me so much about what I do is not being a tax nerd, not memorizing tax code, but it is that power of teaching people what so many sophisticated investors and people that have built that generational wealth have understood for so long is that this is the most powerful wealth building part of the IRS code and it's also one of the most underused and, and that's where I'm very driven it's underused people don't realize the power of what they can do with reinvesting in, in real estate when they sell that investment property absolutely um, 1031 exchanges I'm so glad that you came in and we we're able to talk about this so so important when investing into real estate and I have a lot of investors that started you know they're they're hardworking you know families and they work at casinos and other places and they're you know putting their money into an investment but now they're like okay now what you know I have some more money I pull some more money from family and they're able to create that and one segment I'm going to do uh, later probably next week or the week after is talking about don't pay off your house if you if you if you owe three hundred on your house don't pay it off take that three hundred and buy three properties and you're just gonna yeah. You know, they're going to pay. I don't think I've ever, other than 06, 07, 08, I don't think I've ever seen house values drop other than that one occurrence. Um, so anyways, it's another another segment. So getting past all the tax law, which is so exciting and all the stuff that we're talking <laughs> I do about. I love what I do. <laughs> My passion shines through, hopefully. <laughs> so Tell everyone something about yourself that nobody knows. Oh, gosh. Um, well... I mean, a few of my old teammates might know this, but my years in Hawaii, I actually raced Alberger canoes for 15 years competitively. I, That's awesome. I, I medaled in the Queen Lilio Kalani race, which is the world's longest Outrigger canoe race. So I'm very competitive. I like to win. That's oh, the, I hate losing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if me and you play croquet and I lose, I'm playing croquet every day until I beat your ass. Because I'm I hate pissed. losing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care yes. what it is. That's yes. awesome. Hawaii is amazing. I have a lot of friends that are Hawaiian. Um, one of them is Vailana. That's a pure Hawaiian name. Right? Yes. Um, so to kind of wrap things up so we can go get some breakfast and get some coffee. Um, how can people find you? So I'm local here in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. My cell phone number is 702 two three two four five seven six can i throw out my email address Nate? is that okay absolutely so my email address is sarah s-a-r-a dot remley r-e-m-l-e-y at ipx 1031 my consultations are free my time is free so don't hesitate to reach out with any questions and thank you again for having me nate so my time is not free and my consultations <laughs> are not free but if you want to contact her no I, I in all seriousness it is so important forget about going to these 
seminars where you know buy real estate with no money and you're buying with it it's all bs you know you're gonna have to work hard it's gonna take you a few years you're gonna have to gain some money you have to work and and put some money together you're gonna buy your first property but before you do so you should really call sarah it's extremely important that you have a game plan for five years and she'll be able to put you on the right path so that you don't make that mistake and you don't sell that property without doing an exchange and then you owe taxes on it which puts you two steps back to working hard to get that money back up and remember if you're pulling um rents every month the month just doesn't happen next week you have to wait another month and another month so consult her and get a game plan together for the future and i think one of the key phrases that you used a lot during this session is generational wealth and what that means is that your kids kids are going to be well off because you worked your tail off to get to that point where you have multiple properties commercial properties specifically get to that point residential 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 convert to commercial and then your kids will just have to maintain it so anyways consult her 30 years in the business vice president of the world consult her it's extremely important it'll save you money in the long term it'll really help you and thank you again for being here thank you for having me nate i appreciate it it's my pleasure thank you thank you